Welcome to Bat Therapy, psychology of Batman, superheroes, and other comic book characters. Be a fly on the wall or a bat in the cave, listening in on a friendship built out of a love for talking Batman, comics, and the everyday struggle to achieve mental health and happiness. We are your hosts, clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown and educator and comic aficionado Keaton Hopkins. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube and social media and find our Patreon at patreon.com slash therapy. This podcast is about providing education and understanding and is not a replacement for mental health treatment or support. If you're needing help, go to bat-therapy.com for resources. Hey, Bat Therapy listeners. So we are actually between seasons four and five, but lucky for you... Bill actually found some behind the scenes stuff that was enough for us to plug us some like behind the scenes content just to hold you over while we prep for the next season. So while you wait for season five heroes in training, here's some behind the scenes. Hope you enjoy it. And if you do enjoy it, then we definitely encourage you to check out our Patreon because we're going to put up a bunch of behind the scenes stuff. It's not the bulk of our psychology, but it's a lot of fun and, you know, us just enjoying ourselves. Uh, you can check that out at patreon.com slash bat therapy. Hope you enjoy. All right. I was gonna, I was writing this one as reading a comic book, but I might have to rename it to stop, <laughs> stop and smell the comics. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. When, um, when Keaton sent me kind of your list of things uh, that you were thinking of bringing up, I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. I just, I love I, I love talking to people who just know all sorts of things that I don't know. <laughs> there's a character I didn't bring up that I would love to talk about it later on. The one called Condorito. Because that is a comic book that comes from Chile. It's been since 1943. To this day, I don't know how parents let their kids read it. Oh, really? Yes. is such like a funny book. But it has so much sexual innuendo. Oh wow! <laughs> and the characters are drawn like, especially female characters, are, like very voluptuous. Oh no! Yeah, and me and my friends were talking about that the other day because it's one that is still sold at grocery stores in Puerto Rico, and the character is is one of the biggest in Latin America. Yeah. But the up until the nineties, which is when I last read the book is very sexual in some strips kind of like a collection of comic book strips made into a comic book and some pages are just fun kind of like physical comedy and yeah. the other ones are very sexual in endo comedy <laughs> so yeah, that you know, that was one of the things too that I was I was thinking about where um like cuz when I was reading up on some of the things you had you had brought up, I was also seeing things where it's like what's offensive here versus is, what's offensive somewhere yeah. else. I was telling him kidding about that early on, especially Memin, the the one from Mexico. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes, I think that's the one I was reading yeah. about specifically oh when that God. came up. Oh, no. Explain to him, like, when you see the character first time, you know, he's drawn in the very stereotypical way that black characters were drawn in the 40s. Yep. And yeah. even before that. And that kind of went away in the 50s. But that 
comic book went through that and still to this day being published that same way. Yeah. Well, and it's tricky. So, I mean, intent clearly matters for certain things. And then also at the same time, you know, if you're being offensive, even if you don't intend to, but then also there's a, you know, the histories are completely different. The history of our country here versus the history of say Mexico and, and so it makes sense that certain things might be offensive to people in one place and not another. And then not I, saying that is right, because a lot of other places in Latin America have found the comic book offensive, especially ah. because, like I said early on, like people will use the character's name as a nickname for a black guy. Uh. And it's offensive. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. There's a point where it's crossing the line. You're looking like, oh, yeah. you look like that character. Like, it's offensive. Yeah. Yeah. But the original intent of the character in Mexico was to show poverty and like the complexities of a black Mexican growing up in Mexico during different types of government. Yeah. yeah (laughs) it's complicated wow it is you know all these things are complicated and it just makes me even more so just respect having having a a a leg in multiple cultures so like my mom she was the first generation born here her parents were from the former yugoslavia and she always talked about never really feeling like she belonged anywhere. And I think part of it was kind of this, like certain things make sense at home and then certain things yeah. make sense outside of the home. And so what makes sense for you? Cause you are in both those places. And yeah, I think some of this stuff is just super complicated. It's, it's complex. I always tell people, this is not a black and white thing. It's very complex. Racism still happen. I had a, yeah incident uh just several months ago where uh, i call an accountant to schedule an appointment because i need an accountant for a store and as soon as i said my name she hung up with me are you serious yeah and she was refer- like i was referred to her and i called again and the answering machine came on i started leaving my message and he cut off Wow. So I had a white friend of mine call and she answered quickly and started talking. And then my wife called in. Oh, wow. More or less the same thing. And that's. Yeah. And it was kind of like, oh, I see what is going on. Wow. Wow. 2023. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean. Another thing that I was going to say, like, different cultures, how they react to comic books. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Gwen Stacy died. I remember just when I saw that, you know, Gwen Stacy, one of the big stories in Spider-Man is Gwen Stacy, Peter Parker's girlfriend, she dies. Mm-hmm. She's killed yeah. by the Green Goblin or Spider-Man, depending on the where you look at it. Mm-hmm. And in Mexico, they hated that. They hated the idea of Wednesday dying. So from issue 124, 25 on, 
they changed the story. And they they, they did, could do that? Yeah, they they just started doing their own Spider-Man comic book. And the Spider-Man comic book, Peter and Gwen end up marrying. Wait, 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 wait. This is there's an alternate <laughs> Spider-Man, and this is in Mexico. This is in Mexico where Gwen Stacy never dies. No. <laughs> and it's because wow. they didn't tolerate that he was killed. I wow. That's is is this still ongoing? Or no, no, it's stopping okay. like uh after 20, 30 issues. And I think Marvel caught wind of it and they said yeah, you guys, you know, cease to stop. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not part of the deal. <laughs> Disney would have caught it. <laughs> yeah, it's like they didn't like the thing is that they will license the comic book over there. They will send it to an editorial to get translated in Spanish. Once the death came about, the letters they received were all like, I'm canceling the book. I'm not going to buy the book anymore. Like, wow. whatever. And in fear that they're not going to sell the book, they just started doing their own Spider-Mister wow. story. And it is on eBay. Like, right now. Those books from Mexico are worth thousands of dollars. That's about to say, yeah. Like that people have been asking Marvel translating English. Have this as an alternate story. It's just... The first multiverse. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. The first one yeah. That's but yeah. it's how cultures yeah. react to stories. Spider Spider-Man's yeah. gone through some interesting ones because I've watched a few episodes of the Japanese sp- live action mm-hmm. Spider-Man show where he has a giant robot that transforms into a, a leopard like it's it's a whole thing it's it's really it, it's a lot Incredible. it's a lot it's great <laughs> every country reacts very different to how things happen in comic books mm. but mexico has been the one to put the money over the mouth list. <laughs> this is not happening not, here. not happening not today oh, i love that that's great I love how it took a while for Marvel to be like, wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> What's happening there? The other thing, too. So at one point in the 70s, they were releasing Sergeant Fury and he has Pounding Commands. Mm-hmm. By the time in the U.S. it hit around issue 100, they started doing reprints of the early issues. Mexico said, no, we're not going to do reprints. And they started doing their own stories. And those stories are now very popular. Wow, it, it's it's funny because like I'll like I I teach like middle and high schoolers now, and it's really funny talking to them about comic books because their Nick Fury has and all has and always been, has been an African American that yep. looked like Samuel L. Jackson, like. Uh, that might also just be my Nick Fury too, because yeah. I didn't know his character. Oh before. gosh, I remember White Nick Fury. I remember David Hasselhoff Nick Fury. <laughs> Not oh, a good movie. Wow. Not a good movie at all. No. That sounds like something I ha- I just have to watch. Though, you got oh, you, you, oh, yeah, you, you have to get it on YouTube or something. Yeah, I remember it was a Best Buy exclusive. <laughs> oh my goodness! And I bought it for like fifteen bucks. It was so bad, it's so bad <laughs> that I wanted to sell it, and I sold it on eBay like for five hundred dollars. And I'm what? like, let me go get more. <laughs> Had to be to a German. Had to be to someone in Germany. Germans love that man. Yeah, 
So they really do. Um, so when when I was in Germany, this was oh man, almost twenty years ago now. Uh, but I saw a random wall, and someone had spray painted David Hasselhoff on it, and said, and it said, "David Hasselhoff saved us from communism." Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was just a random wall <laughs> in Berlin. <laughs> Love it. I. Yeah, it's it's great. But yeah, it's funny like how generations like generations for sure. Generational yeah. changes are so different. Another one, and this happened today. I was talking to my students about cereal. And I mentioned Fruity Pebbles. And they didn't know they knew Fruity Pebbles and they loved Fruity Pebbles, but they had no idea who the Flintstones were. They were just like, Oh yeah, the caveman yeah. on the front what? of the box. Yeah. And no. I realized I'm like, wait. How would they know? Like, unless they have Boomerang, which no one does anymore, right? Like, but they wouldn't know anything about the oh, Flintstones. Wow. Like, yeah, huh. they they knew Fruity Pebbles and how their cavemen on the front of the box. But I'm like, no, those cave, that caveman family was around long before the cereal. Like, I feel <laughs> so old right now, but this is, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's wow. The only character from Hanna Barbera that has kept through generations is Scooby Doo. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everybody else, kind of like up to the nineties, that was it. Mm -hmm. And because of Cartoon Network, people were watching early on those reruns. But now it's for the Me TV generation, the yeah. people who are like yeah. forty and up that. Get me TV and they watch it on Sundays and mm -hmm. uh, in the morning. The yeah. same with the Jetsons. Yeah, you uh, mentioned those characters. Are like uh, I went to Universal Studios, and they used to have the Jetsons ride, the Hanna Barbera ride, and I showed that to one of my nieces. And who? The Aww. Jetsons, and I showed them the ride. I had to go to YouTube and show them the ride. <laughs> Oh, there's Scooby Doo and the Mystery Gang. Nobody else. They couldn't recognize anybody else. Wow. Yeah. Um, maybe did we make a folder for this one? Oh, I forgot to turn off my recording. <laughs> Thanks for nerding out with us. I'm clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown. And I'm educator and comic aficionado Keaton Hopkins. Check out my TV and movie reviews on YouTube at Teen JVS. Check out our website at bat-therapy.com, our Bat Therapy YouTube channel, and follow us on social media. And don't forget our Patreon page at patreon.com slash bat therapy. See you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.